Hello everybody, this is FPL Teacher speaking, hopefully bringing you Liquid Gold as your season preview for 22-23. Episode 3 of this four-part series covers stonks, something overdue and rarely talked about by content creators because honestly, who looks at how a player's price increases or decreases over the season? Game weeks 1 to 8 is particularly crucial, number one, because if wagons take off, they go up by 0.5 million. And conversely, we should look into how quickly players fall, or at the very least, when players rise, how quickly do they fall. This episode covers exactly that. A quick caveat before we begin. The findings from this episode were based on the 21-22 FPL season. So what I've done is basically chronologically gone through the price rises, or at least the significant price rises, from game weeks 1 to 8 of last season. I did this study for different players of different price brackets, hopefully condensing everything into a set of useful principles or laws, just as how Isaac Newton did it. And coming to a set of conclusions that should apply to this season. So, if you're listening to this, I want you guys to keep in mind that this is a reflection of market forces, not necessarily the players themselves or the prices itself. Okay, bandwagon. If I were to ask you who was the first wagon of 21-22, top two names... Said Ben Rama, Bruno Fernandes. Strangely, neither wagon was the earliest of the two. The first price rise on the first day of the season came from the two highest profile names. The two highest profile names from the two highest profile teams from the Saturday games. So, Liverpool played Leeds and they smashed Leeds 3-0. But, Strangely, oh sorry, was it Leeds? No, sorry, it was Norwich. Liverpool smashed Norwich 3-0. And there was a bigger profile name in the shape of Manchester United that absolutely smashed Leeds 5-1. And in that game itself, Bruno Fernandes, I believe, got two goals and an assist. Oh sorry, he got a hat-trick. While Paul Pogba nailed four assists. So really, the first part of this episode covers players of high profile. Namely, Manchester United and Liverpool players. Now, for many United players, what happened was that Bruno Fernandes basically did nothing after that. So he rose to 12.1 million and he faded after. So I think it's rather obvious how that turns out. The more curious case is Paul Pogba, who got four assists in game week one. So the question obviously comes with what happens after he rose to 7.6 million. Now, First thing I want to address is that anytime a player stands out statistically, no, you know what? He doesn't even he doesn't even have to stand out statistically. So the likes of Bruno Fernandez, Ben Rama, Marcos Alonso all rose pretty much the day after. Whereas Pogba took two days. So what you can at least assume from the get-go is that players who rack up double-digit scores will basically rise in price pretty much the next day, if not the day after. And what's important here is that in price rises, we understand that there are two significant windows we look for. The day after the games, as well as the day before games. 
the next game week itself. So really, an early transfer is a transfer made the day after the game week. And a late transfer is basically on the Friday night post-match press conferences and whatnot. Okay, stating the obvious aside, Paul Pogba, when we come back to his output, what happened was he followed up his four assists with another one in game week two. Did that trigger another price rise? Yes. So momentum is a thing, especially for high-profile players, despite not having a single goal to their name. And this is a reflection of the fact that if you see a player rack up two returns in a row, not goals, not assists, just returns, you basically are looking at a build-up of momentum because what happened was that despite blanking in game week three, Paul Pogba's momentum carried him over to game week four where he got two assists against Newcastle and he rose to 7.8 million. Now, how, where, where does this story end? And it ends basically three game weeks later in game week seven because game week five, six and seven with Ronaldo's arrival, he basically fell flat and his price finally fell on the 5th of October right before game week eight. And this is going to be a recurring pattern, which I shall not repeat (laughs) over this episode. Basically, players take three weeks to fall in price. Three chronological weeks, not three game weeks, by the way. And I will present more data in the next section. On to the lesser known players. I spent the last month doing a lot of reflection and part of it was on how I approach my profession as a teacher of high school students. Nowadays, when I walk into class, whenever I introduce a new topic, such as this, I start with the question, after I write the title on the whiteboard, why do we care? So why do we really care about price rises? Because, frankly, talking about Paul Pagua is something that people will rarely use in FPL. So let's move on to what really concerns us. If we see a side Ben Rama come to life, a 6.0 million midfielder that scores one goal, one assist in game week one, and he goes up to 6.1 million, fine. What happens after that? Sign Ben Rama was an interesting story because he boomed in preseason. He looked good with his partnership alongside Mikel Antonio and Mikel Antonio is another story because he was so highly owned that his price rises barely mattered. With Sai Ben Rama, it was a different story because there were so many other high-profile transfers. And despite all of that, he still rose 0.3 million in two game weeks after racking up two goals and two assists. So what I would like to put out here there is if you have saved 0.5 million budget just to make sure that you can catch price rises of players like these later, it's a good idea because it only took him all the way post game week five to rise that full 0.5 million. So he got two goals and two assists in the first two game weeks. He did nothing in game week three or game week four. And when he got his fifth goal in game week five, only then he rose to 6.5 million. So, Really, you can wait because even if you've missed the points, his price would not significantly increase after those games. Now, 
in terms of momentum, how quickly Ben Rama loses momentum is pretty much exactly the same. Three blanks later, his price went down from 6.6 million on the 28th of September to 6.5 million on the 25th of October. So there we have it. The three-week theory checks out for Ben Rama. Now, I'm going to move on to another lesser-known asset that did not impress in preseason, but he did perform as well as Ben Rama in game week one. The surprising thing when studying this player was that he started at a price that I did not expect. Because this season, um, the gems that we are going to find are actually in the 5 million to 5.5 million bracket. Everyone jumps on Neto and Leon Bailey. And last season's equivalent of Leon Bailey came from Watford in the form of Emmanuel Dennis, who also started as a 5.0 million striker. Woof. Now, with Emmanuel Dennis, he too opened with one goal and one assist, but he did not rise the day after the game, simply because there were just so many players who racked up double-digit scores, right? So, Emmanuel Dennis only rose to 5.1 million on the day before game week two, despite racking up double digits himself. And what happened was that he blanked in game week two, but he rose. He blanked in game week three and in game week four, and nothing happened to him. So the real question is, if you were to buy a premium player and he flops, what happens? Basically nothing. So honestly, if you take a punt and you buy a cheap player in game week one, that did well, especially if you're on a wild card, you can afford to bench the guy if he doesn't do well in game week two. That's okay. Because he wouldn't decrease in price until way later. Now, the safe haven comes in the fact that despite blanking in game weeks two and three and four, Emmanuel Dennis did get a goal against Norwich in game week five. And to be fair, Dennis did have some awful fixtures between game weeks two to four. So, after getting his goal against Norwich, he rolled it to 5.3 million again on the 24th of September. And only after two more blanks, he fell on the 14th of October. So that's roughly three weeks as well. That was about two and a half weeks before he fell in price. Now, there is a good story to this. And perhaps I'll talk about this in another podcast because Dennis's renaissance, despite being in the presence of Ismail Asa, was somewhere in November. So between game weeks 9 to 11, he racked up four assists and two goals against Manchester United and Everton or something like that. And that's when he rose back to 5.3 million. So there is another side of this story. But for now, our focus is on everyone else, which I will talk about in the last section. Some emphasis should be placed on premium defenders, or at least defenders. And the good news is that no budget defender rose in price early in the game, except for an undervalued one in the form of Costanos Simikas. So that, ex- that anomaly aside, where we eventually swapped for Livermento, this section is going to touch on the likes of Marcos Alonso and Manchester City defence. So... With Marcos Alonso, his case was curious because he too benefited from the absence of their first choice wingback, Ben Chilwell, who basically had mental health problems. And with Marcos Alonso, 
the what people did not know was that he was actually named as the captain of the side, which basically cemented his undroppable status from game weeks 1 to 8. Strange, eh? Now, with Max Alonso, he got a goal and a clean sheet in game week 1, which propelled him up to 5.6 million. No issue there. The question is, did he maintain, or at least what rate of returns did he maintain in order to get his price continue to rise? Because the story ends where he eventually rose to 6.0 million from a starting price of 5.5. And this is the sequence of events. He got his goal, he got his double digit return in game week one. And then in game week two, he got an assist with a yellow card. No issue there, his price didn't change. And despite a blank in a 2-2 draw against, oh sorry, not a 2-2 draw, a 1-1 draw against Liverpool, he rose to 5.7 million. And post-international break, he kept his momentum with a clean sheet in game week four. Now, at this stage, Marcos Alonso was a premium defender priced at 5.7 million with three returns in four game weeks. So you don't have to worry about missing the wagon on premium defenders. Generally, they don't move in price as fast as the likes of Ben Rama or Dennis or even Mohamed Salah, for that matter. Where things really took off was when he had an assist and a clean sheet in game week five because... After that, it did not matter what he did. He went up. So on the 19th of September, he got that assist and the clean sheet. He went up to 5.8 million pretty much the day after. Despite blanking in game week six, he went all the way up to 6 million on the 2nd of October. So 25th of September, the 2nd of October is basically a week and a half. And he rose 0.5, he rose 0.3 million in that period which is hilarious. So really, the cutoff momentum wagon for premium defenders should be around game weeks 5 to 7. So if you have identified a set of premium defenders that you want on your wildcard in game week 5, have them in game week 5 itself. Because once that wagon takes off, it doesn't depend on results anymore. Okay. Eventually, Marcos Alonso got benched in game week 7 and 8 and he rose, He fell in price after Ben Chilwell came back. But, you know, that side of the story doesn't matter too much. But this, is, this small case study really puts a lot of emphasis, especially when we talk about Man City defense, who basically did nothing. From game weeks 1 to 6, they suffered an opening loss to Spurs, 1-0. And straight after that, Man City basically went into full turtle mode. <laughs> And they kept five clean sheets in five games. So they had their annual thrashing of Norwich and Arsenal. But no one really stood up besides Ferran Torres, who rose to 7.1 million. No issue there. Curiously, despite getting five clean sheets in five games, the likes of Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, basically got no price rises until just after game week seven itself, somewhere mid-October. And the story remained the same. Diaz stuck at 6.1 million because he didn't get any attacking returns. But when Joel Cancelo got his assist in the 1-0 win against Chelsea, started rising to the moon meme style. And he rose to like 6.5 million all the way in November. So the conclusion to this part for premium defenders is don't worry about game weeks 1-5. to Just 
wait for it. Wildcard when you've identified your best three and enjoy your stonks. Newton's three laws of motion applied to FPL and prices. Law number one, the law of inertia. Once you've had an external push in the form of a double-digit haul, even budget attackers such as Emmanuel Dennis and Saeed Benrahma will basically maintain their inertia all the way to game week 2, rise likely 0.2 million and just wait for another external push before they go up in price again. This of course goes in the opposite direction just like Newton's first law where if you lose momentum for 3 to 4 chronological weeks, you basically fall in price. Simple as that. Law number 2, your stonks are basically proportional to your acceleration. This applies in particular to the premium defender section where players like Marcos Alonso and Man City defense had an initial push but barely rose in price and required an external push after game weeks 5 in particular after the transfer window closes in order to really take off in price from and it can be as severe as 6.5 6 to 6.5 for Cancelo and 5.5 to 6 million for Marcos Alonso's case Law, law number three, the law of reaction. Players that are high profile in particular, Paul Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, Mohamed Salah, Harry Kane, any rise of theirs will meet a severe reaction if they fail. The moment Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes started blanking, they were the only players that did not fit into this three chronological week rule to fall in price. Bruno Fernandes and Mohamed Salah pretty much fell the week after they blanked in game week 2 itself, which is quite scary. So keep that in mind and make sure you don't wagon on the premium players too quickly. See you tomorrow for the final section of this series, which is the FPL Cheat Sheet.